This is Norman Kissinger from Redeeming the Time Brothers Ministries, and I was sitting here reading um, in the book of Ezra, um, and I thought I would run through the book of Ezra and read through it and meditate through it. And as we've been talking about prayer, repentance, our relationship with God, uh, I just wanted to bring a, a couple of ideas that I've seen so far in this book that relate to those subjects. So, Ezra, the Lord had put it on the heart of King Cyrus as he had promised he would do, God knows the end from the beginning, and uh, to rebuild the temple and to bring the children of Israel back to uh, the land of, of Israel and to rebuild the temple and the walls and all that is going to happen under Ezra and Nehemiah. And uh, when Ezra goes back and they begin to build the temple and they uh, start the process, it says here in Ezra chapter 3, that they begin to do some things right. They begin to worship the Lord. They start singing praises. They start following the um, Judaistic law as much as they can without the temple being built and they're offering sacrifices and some other stuff that they're doing to try to be obedient to the Lord. And um, I notice that the... When I got to the passage here in chapter 3, verses 12 and 13, it talked about that the people who were younger, who were um, getting back to the Lord, were actually shouting for joy at the goodness of the Lord, that he had brought them out of captivity and all the good things that had happened because of the of them being brought out of captivity. And they were shouting for joy. But it says that there were those um, that had lived long enough to have seen the first temple. And it says, But many of the priests and Levites and heads of the fathers' houses, old men who had seen the first temple, wept with a loud voice when the foundations of the temple was laid before their eyes. Yet many shouted aloud for joy, so that the people could not discern the noise of the shout of joy from the noise of the weeping of the people. For the people shouted with such a loud shout that the sound was heard afar off. And so in this passage here, I see two competing uh, emotions that are there when restoration and repentance is taking place. And the two competing emotions, which are not, what's the term, antithetical to each other, are there are the emotions of joy and gratefulness and thanksgiving and the emotion and, and a sense of wholeness and wellness and peace, but also a sense of loss, sadness, regret. Um, and both of those emotions are part of the process of restoration and repentance. If you're not having both of those emotions, then there's something wrong with the repentance going on. Now, I don't know that we have to be very super emotional, but my point is, is that both of those competing ideas are going to be part of restoration. I think that there is this move, and what I've said before on some devotions in the past about people misunderstanding what repentance means and the therapeutic value of repentance and how good repentance is. Uh, but, uh, you know, I've said before that um, one of the problems with repentance today or understanding repentance is that we as a culture and in the church we bought into this so don't want to feel bad that we only look at the positive of scriptures. We talk about God's love, but we don't talk about his holiness. We talk about God's grace to forgive us, but we don't talk about the expectations of being a Christian. I don't want to talk about doing stuff for work, but you know, in any relationship, for example, 
you know, you can't tell your significant other, you know, your husband or your wife, you can't say to them, look, you know, um, you know, I love you, but we're not going to follow any rules in this relationship. You know, that's, that's a recipe for disaster and divorce. That's ridiculous. So all of those competing ideas are there, and we must balance them out according to Scripture, God's love with God's holiness, um, the requirement of faith, which saves us, but works, which is part of faith, um, which is an evidence of our faith. And those ideas that are very deep, take lots of study, take lots of time to work out in our mind, in our personal walk with God, but both of those ideas are there. So the competing emotions of joy and gratefulness and thanksgiving, as is mentioned here in a couple of verses before this, back in 10 and 11, in the passage where they're shouting and singing praises and the Levites are praising the Lord according to King David and that stuff that's going on is very much part of repentance. Uh, but it's also part of repentance to go back and regret what we have lost, to regret what we have not done for the Lord, what we have failed to do, what we did that we shouldn't have done, uh, to be humble before him in that, um, in that. And those are not emotions that are mutually exclusive of each other, but should be emotions that anyone has who is practicing true uh, repentance with the Lord. Uh, and so this thought just came into my mind as something that as you pray and seek the Lord and, and seek a wholeness with the Lord, that if both of these competing emotions and spirits are coming up within you, please desire to thank God and to praise Him. That's a sign of repentance and restoration. But if you also have regrets, wishing you had done things differently, regretting how that you hurt the kingdom of Christ, then that's also a principle of repentance. You cannot have one without the other. And in fact, in this passage, it said that both the shouting for joy and the thanksgiving and the gratefulness was as powerful as the mourning and, and, and weeping over the fact that the temple was not to the same level that it was before the captivity, uh, the Babylonian captivity. They were equal, it says here. And I think there's a spiritual point to this in the sense that both of those competing emotions need to be equal in the repentance that we have. One person could go down to the altar and have true repentance in a church or whatever, and they might be very joyful about that, just full of joy and peace for the first time in their life. Another person may be going through a time of, of, of regret, and and uh, and I think that as, as we go through any kind of issue in our life, we will have many competing emotions that are there, but these two are certainly biblical and godly, and we don't need to avoid them. We need to um, have them allow the Holy Spirit to work them in our life in His own way, so that true restoration and fellowship with God can continue to happen. I thought that was a, just a neat passage and that thought popped into my mind. I hope that's helpful as you continue with your ministry of prayer. I've been working hard on my ministry of prayer, trying to make it the most important ministry in my life, not the second-hand ministry in my life, and I hope you're doing the, the same thing. God bless you. i got a couple more thoughts, I think, in this passage here. We may jump back to a thought at the beginning of, um, of Ezra here as I read through this and meditate on it. You just have a great week. Hope you enjoy your Labor Day weekend, and may God bless you. Be sure to watch my brother's devotions, which are like spiritual vitamins, your spiritual um, uh, vitamins uh, to help you out with having being on the right track throughout the day. God bless you all. Mm -hmm.